Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. Today's story is about Francis Ferdinand Frank Costello. This podcast was written and is being presented for you by Tommy Allen. I originally came across the name Frank F. Costello while reading the National Register of Historic Places registration form for the Florissant School. I very much have been wanting to do an episode about something from Florissant, and this was part of my research process. It turns out that the Florissant School was built in 1887 on what was originally the ranch property of the Costello family. The document further goes on to describe Frank F. Costello as a pioneer of Florissant, so I redirected my research towards this man. The story of Frank F. Costello actually begins with his father, James Costello. A native of Pennsylvania, James started heading west in 1838. According to the document, The Real Pioneers of Colorado, Volume 1, by Maria Davies, James first stopped at Mineral Point in the territory of Wisconsin before pushing on to St. Louis, Missouri, where Francis Ferdinand Costello was born on August 28, 1857, in Florissant, St. Louis County, in that state of Missouri. In 1860, James left Missouri and crossed the plains into Colorado where he briefly stayed in a mining camp known as Nevada Gulch, near Central City. He then moved on to Fairplay in Park County in 1863. He sent for his family and his wife Catherine packed up the five children, including Frank, and fearlessly made the 60-day covered wagon trip to join her husband, escorted by two family friends who served as her guides. While in Fairplay, James and Catherine opened the Costello Hotel, which also hosted town meetings. James had been sheriff in St. Louis and became acting judge in his new home. He was also an agent acting between the U.S. government and the Ute Indians and was widely considered one of the few honest men to hold such a position. Establishing a precedent for his son Frank to follow, in 1865, Judge Costello became a member of the first state Senate of the Colorado Territory. In 1870, James and his family moved to the area that would become Florissant and establish his cattle ranch, and also built a trading post adjacent to a Ute Indian fort. According to the Pikes Peak Historical Society article, 135-year-old cemetery celebration in Florissant, James applied for an official post office in 1872, which he named Florissant for that town in Missouri. Though the discovery of gold in Cripple Creek was more than a decade and a half away, the Colorado Gold Rush was on, and gold prospectors and pioneers flooded the area. James continued to operate the ranch and store until his death on May 18, 1878. Following his father's death, Frank took on the responsibilities for the ranch and the store, and as the postmaster for the post office which he operated out of that same store. He also began to initially prospect in San Juan County. Frank would eventually turn the management of the store over to Ms. Adeline Hornbeck, a pioneering woman about whom we've done a previous episode. 
1880, Frank was married to Miss Ida Baker and the couple had three children. And in 1886, the Colorado Midland Railroad arrived, bringing many new families into the area. In the Stories from the Midland blog, I'll put a picture of a locomotive taken in Florissant in 1912. With the influx of families, gold prospectors, and pioneers, the death rate of the area rose dramatically. And on August 27, 1886, Frank, along with neighbors John Wilson and Valentine Hammond, sent in their application to form the Florissant Cemetery Association, in which Frank and John were named as the trustees. The cemetery still sits south of Upper Twin Rocks Road, just over half a mile from Teller County Road 1. The cemetery addressed death, and addressing young life, Frank carved out a piece of his ranch land to provide for the previously mentioned Florissant School in 1887, north of modern-day Highway 24 at the intersection of County Road 31 and Wildhorn Road. The school would also serve as a community meeting hall. On the more exciting side of life in Florissant at the time, while working his store as the proprietor and postmaster, Frank once found himself at gunpoint. According to A Daring Robbery, Caboose Cobwebs by Mel McFarland and printed in the Colorado Springs Gazette on August 24, 2001, it was approximately eight o'clock on a Monday evening in early 1889. Frank and two employees were in the store when three men entered, two with revolvers and one with a Winchester rifle. The thieves stole $400 and were pursued by fluorescent residents, resulting in a firefight. But the criminals escaped into the night. A second firefight took place in West Creek, north of Florissant, where one of the three criminals was shot, killed, and brought back to Florissant. The two remaining fugitives were eventually arrested and then identified in Fountain near Colorado Springs. They were sent to prison in Canyon City. In another odd happening, Frank's store served as a hiding place for an overwhelmed Bob Womack following his discovery of gold in Cripple Creek in 1891. Womack apparently hid out there for three nights, sleeping on sacks of sugar. Frank was elected and served on Colorado's 8th General Assembly in 1891 and was called a splendid representative of those intrepid pioneers who fought the Battle of the West and won. In 1893, Mrs. Ida Costello died, leaving behind husband Frank and children Louis, Charles, and Clara. In 1896, Frank established his residence on North Nevada Street in Colorado Springs before marrying Miss Marie Huss in 1897. Frank had two more children by Marie, Helen and Frank F. Jr. He was one of the early mine operators in the Cripple Creek Gold District and would develop his interests into one of the largest and most productive mines, the Mary Kathleen Mine on the south side of Squaw Gulch, opposite the town of Anaconda. The Mary McKinney Mining Company was incorporated in 1892. In 1893, the mine sent off its first shipment of ore. The mine was comprised of six claims and covered about 34 acres. 
1898, Frank turned over management of the store and devoted himself entirely to mining, becoming the company's president. According to the Semicentennial History of the State of Colorado, published by the Lewis Publishing Company in 1913, the ability, experience, integrity, and conservatism which Mr. Costello gave to the management of its affairs, this company owes in large measure its high standing and success. In his life in Colorado Springs, Frank F. Costello served as president of the Colorado Springs Mining Stock Association, an active director in the Exchange National Bank of Colorado Springs, and a member of the 1909 Charter Convention to model a new form of government for the city of Colorado Springs. On June 18, 1915, Francis Ferdinand Frank Costello, son of James and Catherine, husband to Ida and then Marie, and father to Louis, Charles, Clara, Helen, and Frank F. Jr., rancher, store proprietor, cemetery trustee, miner, stock association president, and bank director, member of the Colorado General Assembly, and member of the body to reform the Colorado Springs government, died in his home in Beverly Hills, California, where he'd moved for health concerns. He was 58 years old and had been fighting heart and kidney trouble for about three years prior to his passing. He was returned to Colorado Springs where he was buried in Evergreen Cemetery. His wife, Marie, was buried in an adjacent grave following her passing in 1924. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen, and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And if you find yourself with opportunity knocking at your door, turn it into something great. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland.